Welcome to the Fin Nation podcast, where we wholeheartedly believe women entrepreneurs are leaders that rise together. Success does not have a definition. There are no secret strategies. Women entrepreneurs are rewriting history by defining success on their own terms. Hi, I'm your host, White Gannon, the down-to-earth chick with a different name. Each week, join me for inspiring stories and powerful interviews of women entrepreneurs sharing their lessons to success to help you take your business to the next level. Now, let's go for it. Welcome back, Fem Nation. Today, I have an amazing guest, Sarah Dawn, who is a small business attorney, but we're not going to focus on that so much as we're going to focus on the entrepreneurial journey and her story as to how she got to this point and what, what is impactful for her. But I first want to thank Sarah for coming on today. Thank you, Sarah. Thank you so much for having me. Let's just get started right to the question of our time together. How did your entrepreneurial journey begin? Yeah, I think probably at birth. <laughs> That's probably where it began. I um it's just kind of always been ingrained a little bit. You know, I don't have any magnificent stories about my million dollar lemonade stand or anything like that. But, you know, the the naive me early in my career as I was in college and working for attorneys and working you know, in law school and working for attorneys. And they would ask, you know, that what's your three-year, five-year plan? What do you want to turn this into? And I'd always say, oh, well, I would, I would like to create a firm for myself. I'd create this for myself. And that always went so poorly. (laughs) And now in hindsight, I can see why that's not really, um, you know, an employee they might want to invest in. And I always found myself really just owning my role, really wanting, getting expansive and inventive on how can I take, you know, whatever it is I'm doing here and really just grow it into something unique and cool. And that's great. That's so perfect for entrepreneurs. Not awesome if you're on somebody else's structure. So it wasn't long into um, being an attorney. You know, like I mentioned, I worked for attorneys all through college, all through law school. And not long after being licensed, did I realize, oh, this is a bad fit for them. I need to just do this on my own. And I had a little bit of help from the universe pulling a rug out from underneath me. And it was, you know, my rug got pulled January of 2012. I ran into a guy I went to law school with February of 2012 and by April, we had our brick and mortar like building. We had a lease. We had an employee. We had our law firm started. So it was the Vegas marriage of, of businesses. And that's not where I still am now, but that's where it started for sure. So what took you from that point? Because, because that was essentially the kind of the the birthing point of your entrepreneurship outside of having worked in the corporate environment or in the in the firm environment yeah traditional legal environment yeah where did that go as far as the journey learning what it took to know what you know today oh man trial and error right right <laughs> and error and error and error <laughs> repeat yeah it's 
I'll say me and my law partner just leaned so heavily on each other. We had different skill sets and different places that we shined. And that was beautiful and important. And entrepreneurs that I see out there doing it on your own, that's big. Like, I want you to like stop and like major applause yourself because the trials that just happen through entrepreneurship, having that partner was clutch for me and having that partner that we each um, could shine in different ways. And it wasn't, you know, it wasn't all positive lessons learned. My big thing that now in my career and now in my life, I'm reflecting on and making decisions accordingly is I realized that I realized now (laughs) that I completely put all of my value in who I was as an entrepreneur and how successful I was in that business. And that is the bottom line of how I felt valuable. What that meant was I completely burned myself out in that process. I showed up when I didn't have to show up. I was 24 seven on, I was the first to answer the phone, even though I had a counterpart to rely on. I felt like I had to earn that place. I think part of it was being a woman in a very male-dominated industry and having a male counterpart. I grew up very poor, so a lot of my clients, a lot of my counterparts I was working with were trust fund people. And there's this subconscious, like, of course they belong in this room. Of course they have a seat at this table. I better prove that I deserve it. And I did that through just working harder and harder and harder. And like I said, totally burned myself out. And that was that was kind of, you know, entrepreneur rebirthing phase two of, I. none of those things are true. Those are all stories about the worth and the value and what I have to do to be worthy of the success. And every day is making a different decision. What would you say was a defining moment of that burnout? What was it where it was just like, this has to change And I'm going to move forward in that direction of change now. December, 2016. I, it was actually not a super stressful day, just regular day at the law office, you know, getting towards the holidays. So we were chill a little bit and I was sitting in my partner's office, joking around with him. And he said something I'm sure wildly inappropriate because that's how we rolled. And I go to shoot him a look. And half of my face does not respond. Whoa. And he's like, holy shit, what did you just have a stroke? What just happened? And I was like, I don't, I don't know. The entire right side of my face was completely paralyzed. And I, you know, go to somebody else in my office. I'm like, I don't know what's happening. I don't, you know, I'm a little freaked out. And she's like, go to the ER, go to the ER. It's probably Bell's palsy but go to the ER. I had never heard of Bell's palsy. I didn't know what that was. So we go do all the workup and that, that is what it was, which spoiler alert, Bell's palsy is where half of your face goes paralyzed. And it would make for a beautiful story to say. And in that moment, sitting in the emergency room, I realized I must be burning myself out. Of course not. And I'm an attorney. I research. So I look, you know, ER doctor says, you need to calm down whatever your schedule is, whatever your workload is, whatever has you stressed, you got to chill out. And I'm like, oh no, no, I'm fine. I'm fine. I go to my acupuncturist the next day because, you know, that's, that's where I was to, to 
get this solved. And she said, you have got to reduce your stress levels. And I'm like, oh no, no, I'm, I'm actually not stressed. I'm, I'm great. And she's kind of side-eyeing me. You know, I go to my third professional and (laughs) get the same message. And at that point I start researching all the ways Bell's palsy is not caused by stress. (laughs) Yeah. What was your conclusion on that? I found it. You know, you can confirmation bias on the internet is you'll find it so golden. Whatever answer you want to find, somebody has put it on the internet. That's right. So I go for my next appointment with my life coach. And I was, you know, I knew well enough I was with a life coach. And I go with her and she gives me the same. Okay, we're really going to dive into getting these stress levels, your workload. You, you've got to make a shift. And I present her with all of my research on all the ways that Bell's palsy is not caused by stress. And she didn't even like, she didn't entertain it for one second. She said, so did you convince yourself or are you willing to make a change? Ooh. Ouch. <laughs> And it, so that's a few months in and I was willing to make the change and it's, that isn't overnight, you know, that's several year process, but I did. And seeing that, you know, the fears, the reason we burn ourselves out is we're afraid we won't be good enough. The money will dry up. Our customers will all go away. Something bad's going to happen if I don't keep going, going, going. And stepping my toe into that and realizing, oh, I can create boundaries. And my entire staff didn't quit because I set a boundary. You know, I can turn my phone off when I'm with my family and my clients aren't running for the hills. And it's learning the lesson that I can take care of myself. I can be healthy and my business can be successful. And those two things are, I was going to say, aren't related at all. That's not true. Your business does better. You thrive. You have, you have the capacity to come up with new awesome ideas and do new things when you're not running on empty. Or running on booked out. Or, yeah. Yeah. You know, I so resonate with that because I think it was in 2016. It was around the same year 20 between 2015 and 2017 I don't quite remember I could probably figure it out but for the sake of of the story itself I remember in my accounting business I was consistently answering emails over the weekends to the point where I was at one of my kids' baseball tournaments and I'm sitting there on my phone answering emails I wasn't present for them I wasn't 100% present answering that email because I couldn't be I was trying to focus on the game giving it 50%, focus on the the response, giving it 50%. And then finding myself irritated because I was pulled in all these directions when it was like, but I allowed it. I pulled myself. Yeah. I permitted this. Yeah. My clients, I trained them to expect me to respond even on the weekends. And I was like, okay, so if that's the case, then just stop, stop it, stop, put the boundary up and just say, I will respond on Monday. And then, you know, train them that way. And then eventually they just, they would get to know that you can email, but you're not going to get a response until Monday because I choose not to respond. I need to be present and I needed to have a differentiator between work and 
family life that I was not affording myself because I felt like I just needed to take care of everything at the moment. But mine was out of a weird desire to that if I just tackle it right now, then I don't have to deal with it being compounded with other things on Monday or Tuesday. It was this weird, weird thought that, you know, it'll be less that I have to overcome when I get back into the office or, or when I pick up my work week, which never was true. You know, yeah. I mean, it was <laughs> like, that's a weird story that has never proven to be true. Right. And I was just like, but there's always going to be something to do. It's my responsibility to say, I'm done with this for today, or I will handle this tomorrow. And you don't always win a client or when somebody, even a family member, even one of my children comes to me with an, you know, this massively in the moment, got to fix it right now. Oh my gosh. It's the whole thing's on fire figuratively, you know, not literally it's really usually not. And so that was also something I started incorporating in without trying to tell my clients or my kids even that, no, it's not really on fire because I didn't want to minimize their perceived- How they feel. What they're feeling. But I also wanted to teach them in that moment to be like, okay, so let's talk about this. Let's work on this. Okay, what is it that that is creating this feeling of anxiousness? You know, what's behind this? Give me more context. Tell me more. And so that that it rolled into that, but I can- I relate so much to that because at some point I was just like, I can't keep going like this. I can't do this. Mm -mm. And it's, it's funny with that urgency from, you know, everybody has that emergency. And one of the first groups of people I decided to set boundaries with were actually my family. I kind of, um, you know, now there's, I haven't watched the movie Encanto, but like, you keep hearing this song yes, on social yes. media everywhere about like putting all the family burden on the sister. I'm like, Oh, that hits, <laughs> that hits deep. And those were some of the first conversations I, you know, that's the subject matter I chose to tackle first and was to say, you know, these are the ways I'm here for you. And these are the ways I realize I've trained you that you're not even empowered to be there for yourself. And I want you to know you are a strong, amazing human being and you are so smart and so capable. You don't, I'm, I'm here to hold space for you, but you don't need me to fix these things for you. So I'm going to stop fixing them and empower you to, you know, take control of your own life. And, you know, what I found with everybody's emergency is time heals a lot of things. It does, right? And I mean, like, time as in a few hours. All of a yes. If it's if it's uh, one of my siblings calling, being like, "Oh my god, I this thing happened," and then I don't know what I'm going to do, and then you know, freaking out. And if I just let them sit with that a few hours later, I usually get a text being like, "Oh, you know, it wasn't what I thought it was, or I got it worked out, or." <laughs> Right. Time is amazing. And then when I incorporate that in with clients, same thing. You know, I may get a frantic call on a Sunday morning. And by Monday, when I call them back, they're like, oh, yeah, we, we worked all that out. So it does amazing things for taking work off your plate. Well, and it actually is beneficial for them, whether they realize it or not, because they, they problem solve. And they learn how to consider that. And then they end up saying, okay, so, you know, it's not an emergency anymore, but 
this is what we did, or this is how we addressed it, or this is how we handled it. And you're like, that's perfect. Or, you know, I mean, then you can just start guiding them in their decision-making instead of doing their decision-making for them a hundred. Yeah. Doing it for them. And just unique to my industry, rarely does getting an attorney involved on a Sunday on a minor issue do anything to minimize that problem. (laughs) True. True. Rarely does, you know, get the, just the fact that attorneys are in now usually serves to, you know, heighten the tension. So yeah, in empowering, I want my clients to feel empowered that I'm here to, like you just said, I'm here to support you, but you don't need me to solve every inconvenience that crosses your plate. And gosh, rinse and repeat, apply that to my children, apply that to my siblings, apply that to my clients. Yep. Well, and there's a process. Uh, I'm the oldest of eight blood siblings. And so by default, I became that fixer person, that that go-to sister, the the one that, you know, experienced something before most of the other kids did. You know, so I just, I became that. And I wore that to burnout. I did for a long time. And my husband and I have been married 25 years this year. And he told me, he was just like, in fact, he told my family about 10 years ago, he's like, stop. She's not able to tell you no, but I'm going to tell you no. Let her raise her kids. Let her have her time for family because she always wants to be there for you guys. You guys learn, explore, you know, come have a cup of coffee with her, hang out with her but don't always have to need it to be where you need her because she's going to burn herself out, but she doesn't know when to say no. And that was, I was about, I'd say about 12 years ago at this point. And it still took me a few years before I could say it myself. It's a weird spot. Uh, I think we as women uh, find ourselves in, but I think the entrepreneurial journey actually helps us with it because we, we can't keep pulling those pieces in. And then at some point, We want to love on our clients and enjoy our clients. But if we're constantly like, but how come they're so needy? Well, are they really needy or did you enable them to need you? Enable them to be, or I'll tell you a pattern I've seen is, and anybody listening, if you can have a moment of self-awareness and check yourself, you can stop this pattern at any time, but they will. you know, this is the entrepreneur, the business owner, they'll create a subject matter, you know, specific, a their subject matter appropriate, they'll almost like create a problem there. Or if they, you know, not cause problems, but maybe bring something to their client's attention of, oh, hey, here's a problem you have that I'll solve. And it serves to create a problem that didn't exist to get the client riled up then you swoop in and save the day and and solve it for them. And that's a pattern, sometimes a little more minimized, sometimes not so dramatic, sometimes really dramatic. My clients that are in the real estate industry, I'll see like near deal killing problems. Wow. Created because I'm going to help you with this thing. True. And then that helper can swoop in. So it takes some self-awareness to catch yourself from doing that. But it's this high, you know, for the service provider, it's this high of I saved the day, but you didn't need to save the day. There was, there was nothing wrong. And on top of it, 
for for any entrepreneur in any industry, are we building the foundation for our clients, no matter what we do, no matter how we provide uh, the you know the services or or the outcomes in our business, but are we building the foundation for our clients to be not just successful in the outcome that they came to you for, but also growing in themselves because we essentially are a leader that they have chosen to trust. And are we doing it like you're saying for coming in to save the day and to save the day on a problem that wasn't necessarily a problem to begin with? That's one thing, but to save the day, did we create a situation where that client feels empowered to be able to go handle something similar that does truly come up in the future without having to need you to save the day? You know, I mean, that's, that's a big, it's a big responsibility as entrepreneurs where we have this amazing opportunity to not just provide the service or, or what it is, the change that we bring to the table, but to truly change the world, to truly empower people. Be that mentor and be that leader for people who yeah. cross our paths. And teaching our clients, have, being, having that leadership and that bravery to teach our clients and customers to have a level of independence and make some of these choices for themselves. I know we're speaking really broad because it could be any industry. No, I, hairstylist, I don't want your client feeling empowered to cut their own bangs. <laughs> right, right. <Yeah. laughs> you know, in general, at the door. <laughs> if we're teaching our clients to have that empowerment, we're not going to lose any money. We're not, you know, I know that's, that's kind of this back little whisper of, well, if they can go, you know, if they don't need me, then I won't make money. Yeah, you will, because you will have had such this cornerstone in their growth. It's free advertising. They're going to be telling everyone they know. And it's really important. I do think that that lack is what feeds that save the day. Um, necessity. I lovingly referred to my prior self as Captain Savaho. <laughs> <laughs> and I have to know that persona because I feel her. I still feel her. She didn't go away. Um so when that Captain Savaho is fueled by this energy of lack though. And if we can kind of like step into our own confidence and realize how valuable we can be and what an amazing leader we can be for other people, setting those boundaries, not only are we going to stop burning ourselves out, that's important. You can only serve from a full cup. So we'll stop burning ourselves out, but we're going to trickle down that permission to everybody that's watching us that you can operate this way too. You're empowered, you're capable, and you don't have to burn yourself out to be successful either. So how do you help people just in the legal field? What is your business like now? What's it look like today? So I took to, it's amazing that we're talking today and not last week. I (laughs) took a break. I, and I did, you know, as far as setting the boundaries, you know, with in personal life, um, I cheated. I moved across the country. <laughs> that will do it. That's a that's a huge boundary. Distance is a boundary. <laughs> Gosh, it's it's amazing. <laughs> I took a break. I uh, sold my business and took a part time position. You know, with the company that I sold to, I custom curated that, and. I just kind of let myself breathe into it. I spent some time mentoring. I spent some time business coaching in that, just kind of, you know, 
dabbling, but you know, mostly just taking care of myself. And in these last couple of years, I needed that more than I realized. Oof. <laughs> I think we're all there with just like an agreed. Oof. <laughs> yeah. And then stepping into the, you know, the right now, I was going to say this year, not true. Stepping into this week, stepping into right now, I'm feeling inspired. I'm feeling ready to really, really step in um, back into my career after my little sabbatical. And literally this week, I launched my business called The Legal Shop, and it is legal documents, templates, forms for small businesses, and really curated in a way, not that, oh, I grabbed a form online that, how do I fill in this Mad Libs, fill in the blank, 90s kids, you know what Mad Libs are. Yep, yep. (laughs) That's what entertained us on uh, road trips, not iPads. (laughs) And, And in a way that it's plain language, and I actually walk the business owner through the form. So they feel empowered to customize it in a way that fits for their business. So kind of filling in that typical online business form gap versus the cost of hiring a, an attorney to customize for you. Slick actually coming my, my accountant side, um, there, there are things that are necessary in business. And with this influx of so many businesses, so many entrepreneurial spirits realizing that there's an opportunity that is much more open now than it had been, the pieces of creating a business get forgotten. The actual pieces that are necessary and foundational, it's not if, it's when. And that's just one of those things, the legal aspect of it. Some of those forms that you're talking about are necessary, absolutely necessary, but go overlooked. So I'm glad you do that. And I'm glad you provide that because there are a lot of people that need a solution, but don't know where to begin other than calling someone. And that might not even be the solution because they don't know where to call. Yeah. And it's expensive. And I know there's, like you said, there's so many startups right now and the accounting stuff, the legal stuff that is boring as hell. I know you don't want to think about it. I know that's not as fun as like, you know, creating your item or, you know, serving your audience. But as long as those things aren't taken care of, they're just kind of like this cloud looming over you. And if you can, you know, get with a great accountant, just get that stuff set and done, get your legal forms done. You understand them. You're not sitting in the background questioning, well, I mean, I grabbed that form. I had my new client sign it. I don't know what it's, I don't know what we just agreed to. Right, right. If you can just get that done, you know, dedicate a day to it. And that's really how um, my my business is called The Legal Shop. And that's how The Legal Shop has it set up is dedicate a day, knock it out. I know it's not fun. I know it's boring. And I make it as fun as legal can possibly be. <laughs> <laughs> well, and that is a box you really ought to check off. That That is one of those things that you really need to be doing. But then have it done and then you can go do the really fun, exciting things about your business. Yes, you can You can gamify even doing the boring mundane day if you just block it and then get it done and then, I don't know, reward yourself or you know, be like, I get to jump into the cool stuff tomorrow. That's That's perfect. So Tell me where the audience can find you, find, you know, connect with you and find the legal shop. Instagram is a really great place for, you know, like a hub for everything. So on Instagram, I am at the Sarah Dawn and 
at the legal shop with a PPE, S-H-O-P-P-E, because we're, we're bougie. <laughs> Love it. And it, like I said, this is something I have created just now. It is launching soon, I expect in the next month. And yeah, it's, it's really great. But you can, on Instagram, you'll get all the guidance, all the little free nuggets and tidbits. And that's a great hub with my bio links to um, go anywhere else. Perfect. One last question for you. What does success look like for you? What are you looking towards? this year, you know, in the future, what is, what is successful for you? Success feels like waking up refreshed and excited. It feels like knowing the financial part has taken care of itself, hitting the trails and breathing some mountain air and getting to choose each day what energy I want flowing through myself. That feels free. Yeah. Success feels free. Sarah, I want to thank you for coming on today. This has been a really fun episode to just kind of find ourselves in it and really find the journey of your entrepreneurship, how relatable it is because it may not be the same story for someone else, for another woman entrepreneur out there, but I guarantee you, I guarantee you she has come across bits and pieces of what we've talked about today and can find herself in that because we've all been there. Yeah, for sure. I think that's what makes us great leaders, but we can find that balance. Well, White Dev, it's been such a fun conversation and I look forward to talking to you again. Thank you so much, Sarah. Guys, make sure you read the show notes and listen to this again, because there's going to be some things in here that are necessary pieces for you to continue to grow your business. Not just the legal side of it, which is definitely what Sarah can help you with, but all of the aspects of understanding who you are uh, and finding yourself in your entrepreneurial journey as well. But as always, keep moving forward. Thanks for listening to the Femination Podcast. If you'd like to continue the conversation, have a no BS place to ask your business questions and connect with like-minded women entrepreneurs, join the Fem Community, our free group on Facebook. And don't forget to check out the next 21-day challenge at www.becomeunstoppablechallenge.com. Let's crack the door to what's possible when you begin leading yourself first. If you love this show, subscribe and share it with a friend. If this episode impacted you, it would mean the world to me if you left a review so others know what's possible by listening. I'm already looking forward to the next episode with you.